that's a triple. Uh, hey guys, oh, welcome to episode 42 of CMD Towers <laughs> Breeze and Builds. I'm Mr. Combo number five, and my fellow hosts may leave this cast and join the Vorthos cast based on the latest MTG Action 4 news. Big Tuck, what's going on? I have just completely forgot where this is going to fall in since we're doing it out of order, so I'm a little discombob from there. Uh, but no, I'm uh, I'm doing pretty doing pretty good. Another solid week in quarantine. Actually, left the house again last night. So, so I know it was a blowout, but no, it's uh, it's been good. Just been super busy. Um, looking forward to the long weekend. So, do you have Friday and Monday off? So, you know, I have Monday off, but the yeah. way that my company operates is we're all corporate workers that engage with customers. Right. So, if our customers aren't around tomorrow, then it's like we kind of get a vacation day right. without yeah. having to use a vacation day. So that's kind of where I'm at. Like my morning's booked until noon, but I'm pretty sure after noon, you're done. I'm gonna have nothing to do. Ready to fire up the grill or just stay inside because it's supposed to be rainy and cold all weekend. So just another just another banger here in Kansas City. <laughs> so. Yeah, well, uh, do you have any big plans for the weekend? No, I uh, I don't really. I don't. It's all what, what, so like, you're, you're, you're not going to go into your 42 EDH decks and try to figure out what things from C20 you should put in there. Well, you have your C20 decks, right? Yeah, funny, funny story. I, I think you should <laughs> categorize your soul rings by set. That's, that's a good one. Uh, no, it really depends on the weather. So I, I realize I haven't brewed beer in a while, so I kind of want to do some of that. I got all some right. board games planned for Saturday night, so... We'll see, but if it's gonna be cold and rainy, I don't know. I guess I'll. I guess I always like clean my house for the first time in two months. So, oh, you know that's always a thought. It's getting a little. Yeah. I, I, already, I already cut my beard, so like I already got that out of the way for something that's like exciting to do over the weekend. But no, <laughs> just just chilling out, man. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, oh. let me tell you. You know, so I, th I think uh, me, me and the GF, we're going to do a little Jackbox game night Friday, Saturday. I don't know when. Sweet. It kind of depends on when a couple of her friends can okay. come over. Um, yeah, you know, we kind of figured we'd dip our toe into the right. whole starting to actually see people in IRL. Uh, and I went ahead and picked up $40 worth of hand sanitizer, which you think I'd overpay, but it was literally just a small jug. Wait, did and you that was it. Okay, which one did, which one did you get? Because I've gotten so uh, I've gotten two hand sanitizers, both of which are made by local distilleries. Yes. Had to throw had to throw one out because it smelled so bad. And then the yeah. other one, the other one I literally used as a starter on my fire pit that I built. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm convinced it's like grain alcohol. Just it, like is grain alcohol. Well, I think it is grain alcohol. It's the leftover alcohol that they use yeah. to make their gin. They got oh, it from sure. a distillery. What do you expect? Yeah. And, uh, so I got a I got a jug of the Riegers. And oh, then nice, I got yeah. a little bottle of this other distillery uh, that's like a hand sanitizer spray, which was confusing. So I went to spray my hands and I went and to rub. And then yourself by accident? I didn't do that, but I sprayed and I was like, wait, my hands aren't wet. What am I rubbing in? And so then I just had to sit there and spray it. It's not wet. Like, like it was a, it, no, it just like, it was just, it was so, it like it's hit such a and it evaporated. Mix. Yeah, it's just alcohol. Yeah. So, it just goes, so I know all the people out there in the world whinge about how bad gentrification is. I will say this. Guess who had plenty of hand sanitizer? Whole Foods. Piles of it. Piles of it lying around. In, in, in uh, portable and, dare I say, good smelling varieties. I mean, you can buy hand so, sanitizer at the Quick Trip counter. And for those playing the home game, that's a local gas station around here. But what about uh, what if you only shop at Casey's? 
Well, I'm sure that you can buy <laughs> well, it. Then, then your hand sanitizer is breakfast pizza. Mm. All right, moving on. <laughs> We're gonna thanks for tuning in to our cast, and this was only able to happen by our awesome audio producer Sweet McGee and his production company Rich Chaos Records here in it doesn't matter. It's somewhere in the Midwest, Kansas yeah. City. What's going on, McGee Squee? Hey boys, I'm doing all right. Uh, yeah, I'm ready to get out and see some people. Let's hang out. Let's do some things. Mr. Combo's doing a little dance. I'll get in there. I'll shake his booty. It'll be fun. Commit some, felon- commit some felonies. Start right. Who knows? Yeah, who knows? The, sky, the, sky, the sky's the limit. You know, some people flip over cards and set them on fire. I'm going to just kick over a stick. Yeah. Watch suck, out. Suck on that, nature. You think you're better than me because you're outside? I'm going to be walking around with a 12-pack of beer just causing mischief. Anyways, I'm doing pretty Oh, God. Well. You're, he's full kid rocking it. Oh, no. <laughs> Not until I put it on the tank top. Then we'll get it going. Anyways, oh yeah. lord. Is that gonna are you gonna turn your ponytail into a pony mullet for the summer? I think that's what you're going I mean a long hair is kind of a mullet already, isn't it? Uh, no, because it's uh, supposed to be business in the front, party in the back. Tell me what you see right now, because it looks like a lot of business going on right here. I mean, I'm more seeing, like, Dracula in the front, and maybe party in the back? Hey, I'll take that. That's you, fine. It, it's a tight ponytail. I've moved on from being Elvish Squee, and then I've turned into Dracula Squee, I guess. Or what is, what is the new name? Instigator Squee. I like that one. That's going to be a good one. I'm going to start causing a ruckus. It's, it's, I'm just going to be dropping, <laughs> dropping fingers on everybody. Well, if you guys want to know more ways to support Squee's bloodlust and the CMD Tower team and all the content we put out, head over to our sponsor, Level 1 Games. Shop.com. They sell magic accessories like the awesome CMD Tower playmat and Matt Hunter Plank sleeves. Please go buy them for the love of Christ. They're taking up my basement. <laughs> I need them gone. You can use them as shelter blankets. They also have a sweet TCG player store with over 99% accuracy rating and super competitive prices. Uh, also, another way to support the cast is over to our Patreon, patreon.com slash cmdtower. We have four different pledge levels and rewards vary from just getting access to, it seems like the Discord's heating up a little bit. I think we're, bring, uh, I think yeah, we're kind yeah, of bringing it's it back. Coming back. It's I coming it was, back. I think it's, I think it's kind of shrugging off its slump and... Uh, I think we're I think we're putting a little more effort into it, keeping a little. Well, more I, think, I think it's more the collective died off because quarantine opened up a little bit, and they're oh, like, "Wait, sure. the world sucks. Let me go back into the Savage <laughs> Discord." Uh, and then, of course, uh, you know, uh, another thing you can get in there is a guest spot on the show. Uh, get your own set of CMD Tower playmat and sleeves, and even help us get to our uh, stretch goal to actually feature one of you, the collective, on the brews that build. Woo. Of course, the free way to share the content you're already watching or listening to is just do that. Whether it's Facebook, Instagram, Reddit, MySpace, Zanga. I know it doesn't exist, but I hold on. Do you guys come back. I did. Uh, I don't, but I was going to say that some of our, uh, I noticed that we got some traction on our live journal page. So that's a real hey, exciting there thing. You go. Ooh, check it. Check that out. And moving on, every little bit of interaction from the collective helps. We're on a tear. We're doing terrible. And of course, every episode, we do want to give a big shout out to the now defunct Pink Royal. Could they be back? Could they be an October 2020 horror film? Who knows? They may rise from the dead. But until then, stay tuned so you can get details on how you can win a Mystery Commander 20 deck, playmat, and sleeves from Level 1 Game Shop. I guess so we'll just have to wait till September ends. <laughs> oh gosh! Isn't that like a, a, a terrible song. punk rock? It's a song. Oh, there we go. Oh man, uh, sweet! You remember that concert? 
Me? That concert was terrible. It was sweet. It was No, the fact that you and not friend of the cast Davis abandoned me and Ian. No, we did not. We just told you we weren't coming, and then we showed up anyways to get you all riled up. It was great. That actually was a pretty good bit. And then when we got there. No, it wasn't a good bit because we had like backstage passes and like pre recording stuff. Oh, it was hard. Oh, it killed me. Green Day singer, it was Billy Joe. Like the entire concert, he was just doing a callback with the crowd going, hey, oh, and just waiting for him to go back every song. Well, oh, and don't worry, his pants just come out? I guess. Well, and then his pants were halfway down his butt with no underwear, so that was a sight to see. Anyways, we had a great time. <laughs> so, anyways, Bruce and Bill's is our deck tech so series. What? Jesus. It's all about the decks that Big Tech Get and I have. Path to 32. Each podcast, we're going to talk about one of these Path to 32 decks, but hey, in a cool manner of laughing hysterically. So, we broke it down into four categories. The first one's rampant setting your board state. That's the grain bill. Yes, the grains are the foundation of any beer. They usually come in both base malts and specialty malts, usually in a 60 to 40 ratio. This helps with the color, taste, the most important. Importantly, alcohol content of a beer, unless your brew shop screws up your order and junks an entire bin of it. Whoops. Next one is ways to grow, stabilize, and ramp into your bigger threats. And just like a grain profile, they're usually a mix of staples and specialty cards. And then the next one's going to be, how does your board interact with the rest of the board? That's the hop profile. And hops give the beer its patented bitterness and herbal floral flavors. They grow in a variety of strands and help distinguish subcategories like IPAs. Our hot choices help clear and interact with the board so your deck can do what it wants. Eventually, game's got to end. You got to be able to win or at least accomplish what your deck wants to do. We're calling that yeast. And yeast are living microorganisms that eat the sugar from the grain and poop out alcohol and CO2. It adds the alcohol content and the carbonation. Without the yeast, you'd be drinking flat sugar water. And without yeast cards in your deck, it wouldn't meet the goal of winning the game. And then to wrap up the deck brew, we have shenanigans. These can be pet cards and synergies that are in the deck that are just kind of fun. We're calling that a spice pack. Yes, and not every beer has them, and sometimes our decks don't have any, but this one actually had some juicy targets to talk about. Uh, But spices and other additives help separate a normal stock beer from a specialty one. It could be the pepper that turns a stout into a jalapeno stout, or the addition of dry hops that turns an IPA into a dry hopped IPA. Not every deck has something that makes it pop, but if it does, it's where we talk about it. And then to seal up the episode, we have a bottle capping. These are going to be Big Tux and myself's recommendations to the deck that are under 5 bucks, under $50, and a personal recommendation that has no budget. The only restriction is no mana-only lands. So without further ado, let's get brewing. Let's do it. Today, we're talking about another special from the Mr. Combo number 5 Money Vault. We got another $5 (laughs) deck coming your way. (laughs) We're talking about Joda. Infinity Gauntlet. So this is my Jota deck. Uh, I kind of am original in this because I did build it within like two to three weeks of it coming out. Sure. Uh, it is the number 15th ranked commander on EDH rec in wow. the last two years. Really? Yeah, super popular. Um, so sense. before I kind of go into why I decided to go a Jota route, Big Tuck, why don't you read what Jota does? Yes, uh, Jota is a human wizard that is a colorless and just guy that is blue, red, and white. He's a legendary creature, human wizard. He's a 4-3 flyer, which I've seen actually matter once or twice. I know. Uh, it's kind it can be relevant, uh, but most importantly, you may pay Wooberg. That is white, blue, black, red, and green, rather than pay the mana cost for spells that you cast. Chronicles Wait, across so- the ages describe Joda. <laughs> they likely refer to not one mage, but to a family or an arcane title. 
And that's where I'm So arguing. basically his ability is a card called, I assume you're not talking about it. <laughs> Absolutely not. Fist of Sons. It is. He's, he is Fist of, Fist of Sons on a creature, very much like, and you can tell me if I'm wrong, didn't the uh, uh, Simic, oh gosh, what what is it? The uh, Simic, not Food Chain. Ah, I'm drawing a Birthing blank. Pod? Birthing pod, the Simic Birthing pod. Didn't that come out in the same set? Uh, the gal? No, she came out. Yeah. Ravnica. Oh, Ravnica. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, basically, there's a trend though with wizards right. of, hey, there's an artifact or enchantment with this effect. Let's put it on a creature. Absolutely. That'll make it I, fair. I, the only thing I was gonna say with Fist of Suns is that there was a minute where it skyrocketed to like close to twenty dollars, and it's kind of settled closer to like six, seven. So that's yeah. something of note as well, especially now in this insane price. It's yeah, what nuts. was that World yeah, War Tutor thing? Oh my god. Yeah, or how about Gaius Cradle being $550? Jesus. Yeah. What the hell? It's insane. I, I, I just sell all four of mine and go get a judge promo and then proxy <laughs> it into every deck. Just build another, build another one of your decks? Yeah, I literally yes. almost bought a Worldly Tutor last, like, two or three weeks ago for, like, 14 bucks. Well, don't you feel silly? Yep. Yeah, should have jumped on it. I so guess. this this deck kind of came into uh, existence because uh, Command Clash, MTG Goldfishes, Friday Night kind of MTGO paper mm -hmm. online fight. Uh, Tomer, the great budget builder himself, actually did a Jota deck when Dominaria came out a couple years ago. Uh, but his is usually more on the budget range. Correct. Um, and I actually built mine initially on budget, but I probably changed I don't know 15 ish percent of the card. But I definitely called it Tomer's 5 CMC or 5 Color Influence. That was the original name of the deck. But I've had the deck now for so long, and I've tricked it out more than Tomer does with his traditional right. decks that I've, it's kind of become its own identity. And so that's why I called it the Infinity Gauntlet, because I am an MCU whore. Uh, I'll admit it. <laughs> Major facts. I'll watch all the bad ones um, and then defend the bad ones. So that, that's kind of how the deck came into existence. And I will say this deck is probably probably the one deck that I have the most fun playing every time I play it because I always feel like I do I don't win in a different way but how I get to the win is always different every time I play it uh Tuck you've been on the receiving end of this deck many times yeah. uh how do you feel about this deck uh I I this is not probably my least favorite deck that you have outside of maybe Azorius um, no way it's up there yeah i mean i think it's good i just it doesn't seem we kind of talked about and you had the same comment for me with silvala where it kind of turns into like a and the kitchen sink right like this sure deck just like the 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 theme of it if you will is just like high cmc ish but yeah. like, beyond that it's just kind of to me it kind of feels like a and win more sort of deck in terms of like there's a there's a sub theme that I like in it, which we'll get into a little bit later, but like it just kinda seems like I'm gonna play the big powerful stuff and go from there. So No, I, I think that's fair. I mean, granted, yeah. and you kind of alluded to it, the CMC on the deck, guys. Whoa, hold your bro, pants. This is this is the best this is the best part of the deck right here. <laughs> Six point three <Yeah>! CMC. <laughs> Shattering the previous <laughs> record, which I think was like Four, five, maybe. If that, yeah, if. Tops. prohibitive. But it's yeah. Really, can we say woof? Yeah, woof indeed. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. And if you look at the curve, it's like everything above six that rounds it out. Like everything below is just like rampant artifacts. 
so that, I think that is pretty funny. Um, the other thing that's funny about it is the price, aka not funny at all. So I have I we haven't we haven't done this in a while because we haven't talked about a deck that's this ridiculous. But uh, if we're going off the TCG player low, it's about twenty five hundred dollars, and it, it has a curve up to about forty one hundred. So I did a little research on the interwebs, which I've been told is a so what, cel- what celebrity can I get well, for forty one hundred dollars? We'll get to that. And spoiler alerts, it's several. So for the low price of two hundred of twenty five hundred dollars, that's two thousand five hundred. You can get three hundred three thousand seven hundred and fifty rolls of toilet paper, which in Pretty effect good. is only money. Pretty good. Um, and then you can also get 698 pounds of Walmart thick-cut bacon. Uh, so you'd be set there for a while, especially a if you salt it. Um, and then because we live in a horrible crap sack world, there's an app called Cameo where you can pay usually washed-up celebrities to record like a Merry Christmas, Catherine, or hey, uh, hey, I'm Mark McGrath from Sugar Raid. I'm going to break up with you, uh, guy. Sorry about that. So... Through Cameo, you can get one, that is one personalized message from the following people in pop culture. Number one, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, the noted sports ball player. Yeah, why not? Uh, the noted, uh, I think he's pretty much well known for his Copper Guard sponsorship and being the face of that, Brett Favre. Uh, he might be a sports. Per- he might be a sports person. You can also get one from Mariano Rivera, who I have no idea who that, that is. That is a pitcher for the Yankees. Pass. Actually, quite Perfect. a good pitcher. And then shockingly, one of the highest actors on here to get to pay to do this, Wesley Snipes, who I've heard through. The is it really line. surprising? I've heard he's in financial challenges. Uh, that's true. He uh, he evidently thought that you didn't have to pay the IRS. That that was just some sort of scheme. <laughs> um, so anyways, for $500 uh, for each one of them, you could get a personalized message from them. And then if you really want to splurge for $450, you can get one from uh, Erlacher, the famous linebacker from the Chicago Bears. So. Wow. You know, everyone spends their money in their own ways, and uh, some people choose to do it in a handful of cardboard. So, so basically what I'm hearing is if I traded in this deck, I could get all five of them to do a combined personalized message for me. Correct, yes. Mr. Combo, oh, I that sounds great. for you. I have, oddly <laughs> enough, a autographed baseball from Mariano Rivera that I'll trade what? you for the deck. Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> Did you know who he was? I've never yeah. heard of him. Yeah, he's a Oh, yeah, absolutely. He's a, he's a oh, Hall of okay. Famer. I mean, I'm not a huge baseball fan. I've just seen him on ESPN. I think he retired like five years ago, oh, six years ago, something like that. Commentary, whatever. Yeah, I got one at Coffee yeah, Stadium at the, the bullpen. They like signed him and threw him up over to the kids over the, the fence. Oh, that's nice. What a pleasant oh. story. Uh, unlike what the a pleasant which story. Is, uh, the thing of nightmares. The only, other yeah, thing I'll, it, the only other thing I'll say on it is for how expensive your land base is, your color distribution is kind of off in terms of black. No, it's really. No, if you think about it, it's actually not that bad. Right. So it the should, green, be, should the green. it be perfectly even across the board for Jonah's ability? Eh, not really, because you need a little bit more green to ramp to get those That's extra true. lands. Yeah, and the, one of the things that I would say about this deck is I think I've been able to play it enough to where I have it built, and this was by accident, not because I'm a great deck builder, but if I don't have Joda out, I really don't care. Yeah. Because I can usually, and I think both of you guys have seen this deck enough to where it's like, get rid of Joda, and it's like, well, I still got nine mana out right, on yeah. turn five. And you got and you got I, like some good mana doublers in here, um, and that yeah. sort of stuff too. So. so it really doesn't impact me not to have Joda. I think Joda is more there as... I think you would describe Joda as almost like... <laughs> And this could be sacrilegious, but Golos. 
Golos is a good effect. Sure. But you don't build the deck where you usually say top down. Right. Where it's right. like if you don't have Joda, it doesn't function. Because my deck functions without Joda. I think it just, just functions fine. like probably what, 50% better with him if he doesn't just keep getting blasted. Uh, I wouldn't say, honestly, I wouldn't say 50% because I usually don't have 10 plus mana mm -hmm. out. So usually I'm only casting one thing off Joda. Right. And that's it. So it's like, okay, I cast that eight or nine for five, and then maybe I have three or four left over, and I can right, kind of right. scare people with an instant and speed stuff uh but no i mean it's it's been a fun deck i'm excited i actually requested that we do it uh this week because we've had some exciting mm -hmm. releases here in the last few weeks with ikoria the old ultimatums see if any of those have a home um and you know what's funny i didn't pick anything from ikoria for <laughs> any of my ads damn but i picked all the stuff that's come out in the I'll get, I'll get us covered there then. So yeah, I just picked stuff that had come out in the last year. Because I'm to you buy your box and everything. Yeah, so I picked out stuff from the last year because there was actually a bunch of cards that came out that was just like, holy shnikes, this would be amazing in here. And I have extra copies laying around the basement. Sweet. So it's like, as soon as we get done doing this, if you're like, oh yeah, slam dunk, I can just go swap them. So I'm super, super pumped to talk nice. about it. All right, well, uh, without further ado, guys, let's get brewing. Uh, we'll start off the rampant grain bill with myself. So this is a card that I think only works in a Jota deck. I don't see it working in any Wait, other deck. Wait, I think I have this one too. This, because this is one of my favorite uh, ones. Is it a sorcery? It is? Yeah, okay, I think, I mean, there's only like four of them in the deck, so, <laughs> and I'm guessing we're not talking okay. about, I'm guessing we're not talking about Cultivate. <laughs> <laughs> Are you, you want to gamble on this? Oh yeah. All right, three, two, one. Interpret, Interpret the, the signs. signs. Yeah! <laughs> Let's get it. Yeah, it really, I think, I have that in my notes too. I'm like, I'm pretty sure this is the only thing it works in, so. <laughs> so Interpret the Signs, guys, is five colorless blue. It's a sorcery from original Theros, 49 cents, uh, for a foil yeah, copy. Yeah, I was say that's a foil, so watch out. <laughs> Uh, and it has an effect, which is really cool, and it would be great if it worked in other decks, it just doesn't. It's, it's too Scry expensive, yeah. Yeah, Scry 3, then reveal the top card of your library. Draw cards equal to that card's converted mana cost. Yeah, it's That's so it. great. Um, I like <laughs> it's the fact, so good. So, like, I think it works really well in this deck, even if you have to hard cast it, because you're going to draw up to any threats that you need. Uh, the other thing I like about it, too, is, like, it could it could have been, like, look at the top three cards of your deck and then rearrange them and then reveal, right? But the fact that it's yep. dry where you're like, the, the chances of you hitting something that'll at least get you cards back for the amount of money you paid into it, especially when your curve yep. is this absurdly high, <laughs> uh, is pretty high. And like in a pinch, it kind of can help like, if you are kind of stuck and you don't have much to do, you can kind of use this to curve out, to ramp into something that you can actually cast potentially, right? If you only yep. have five or six mana and Joda's been nipped a couple times. Um, this is one that's really cool. I like the design of it. I think it's like really exciting. I like the fact that it's variants. Like this is a card that really like can push this deck where it needs to go. Even if you're paying and like, and the best part is even if you're, if you look at the curve, even if you're not paying Jota for it, you're only missing out on one mana. So it even like yep. fits that bill as well. So six mana, yeah. six mana, draw a bunch of cards and you're off to the races. Yeah, hundred percent. Cause I mean, if you guys think about it, turn six, um, or seven, whatever right. you play this, maybe you didn't have a land drop. You, you, you didn't, you didn't save the one mana, but then who cares? Yes. Scry three. And maybe it was three lands and you're like, you know what? 
uh, I don't really need these lands because I still got a land in hand or I got a right. chromatic lantern out. I'll put them up. Or even even if you don't have a land in hand and you missed your land drop and it's like, you know what? I'll put the three on the bottom and I'll roll the dice because right. I guarantee you the odds for me to get a four or bigger. Or no, no, no. You just no. flip over. Sorry. Six or bigger because yes. the curve starts at six. Uh, it's just you're going to draw into another land. And then you just flip over and it's like another land. The well, considering I have, and, and the crazy thing is, and I thought this was kind of shocking, considering I have a lot of land tutors in this deck. I got thirty-seven lands in here, mm -hmm. so uh, you're you're gonna be you could scry away three lands, yeah, and I easy. guarantee you the next five, six, seven cards you're gonna get is gonna be a land. Yeah, you'll be good. Uh, but a lot of times I've done this and been able to win the game because it's okay. I do this. I got an I got almost another Wooberg set up. I just need that one extra land, right. and I'm hoping I get into one of these Yeast cards that let me just cascade and just go, nuts, just go yeah. banana hammock so cool well what totally. is your second ramp card so this is a well-known card and i don't think that we've actually ever talked about it so this is one of this is like probably the best mana dork that you could have in a deck like this um oh sure and uh i just don't i don't know if we've ever talked about it so real quick and easy bloom tender so colors, oh, so good colors in the green for an elf druid it's a one one it's a rare from eventide i think so yeah. Pretty straightforward. Tap for each color among permanents you control. Add one mana of that color to its mana pool. So it already pays for itself. It's going to get you, especially in this deck, you know, three piles, four, maybe more. Uh, oh, it kind of rhymed there. That was pretty sweet. So uh, <laughs> it's it's like a kind of a, this is borderline, like, I use the term staple here in the sense that everyone who plays Commander knows about this card, right? Like, they know what a sure. Tender is, they want one. Um, and I was looking and I was like, did the price finally drop on it? And it sort of nope. did, but not really. So $33 yeah. for the Mystery Booster. But here's the insane version of it. The original printing foil is $220. <laughs> Like, it's insane. So, uh, I yeah, this would be, like, a great pull if you got it out of a Mystery Booster or something along those lines. But overall, just, like, a really strong card. Um, if you get the Wooberg out, if you have uh, things that tap for those colors, you get a free activation off of Joda. Go off to the races there. So, uh, it's yep. just, just tons of utility. And you know what's great is I actually got a Bloom Tender for... Gosh, what deck was it? Uh, I think I got it for my CEDH deck. I traded Forest Day 2 Wong for because he pulled one in his Mystery Boosters. Oh, nice. And actually, I think I gave him like 25 bucks, oh. 30 bucks for it. Sure. Uh, so, you know, got a hell of a deal there. And this is a card that, you know, we kind of talk about sometimes on this cast uh, or stream, however you want to talk about it, <laughs> uh, how modality is big. Mm -hmm. And I think modality goes two ways. One, to where you're making the decisions. And then two, where you're forcing your opponents to make the decisions. Right. And this is the kind of card that you can put down turn two or three, and now you've put the modality in your opponent's hands where it's like, gosh, do I waste a murder or an exile on this? Or do I wait for them to put out the big scary the big thing, thing yeah, and sure. do that to that? But then it's like, well, if I do that, then they could just Wooberg again next turn. And, you know, I'm kind of stuck in this rut of every turn they have, they're going to get something scary yeah. out. So it's definitely one of the cards that will make your opponents kind of sit up straight, but they aren't going to necessarily pull the execution trigger on it. Unless, they, that, unless they're a good EDH player and they're just running lightning bolts in all their decks, which it should be. So, and then this thing just gets blasted. So, Bloom Tender, like I said, there's not a lot to say about it, but we we just haven't had the chance to talk about it. It's just such a such a great card in this uh, format. 
Well, to follow up with that, I'm going to talk about Bloom Tender number two, Faber Elder. Yeah. So this is basically awesome. Bloom Tender Silencia. Yeah. Uh, and the only downside is you have to pay an extra white for it. So right. it's a colorless green white Treefolk Druid from Throne of Eldraine. $2.23. Decently budgeted yes, enough. Yes, totally. Uh, and it has Vigilance. And it gets plus one, plus one for each color among permanents you control. So right off the bat, it's a 2-2 because it comes in right. as a zero zero. But then it says tap, and for each color among permanents you control, add one mana of that color. Basically, Bloom Tender on a Silencia creature. I actually, I like, I, I honestly like this card more than Bloom Tender, even though it costs one more. A, I like the price because it can get in the red zone. It can get in the red zone. You can kind of wait to do stuff on your second main phase. It can block. You know, I don't know. I just like, I just like this card a lot. We talked about it. What do you mean you can wait on Bloom Tender to do stuff in your second main phase? Yeah, but it's also oh, one you're one. talking about it's the also one can't block if you're if you don't have anything sure. else to do. Whereas Fate okay, Burrow, it just has a lot more utility to it. Again, it's kind of like we talked about more of a modal card. And for me, a $2 price tag, I would happily buy, think about this, you could buy, what, 20 of these for one Bloom Tender? <laughs> Put them in every single Celestia deck that you can ever think of? Yeah, but no, so that would not be good in a Sledzian deck. I would not put that you know, in a Sledzian deck. Well, yeah, deck. I guess it doesn't really have any Because then it's a 2-2 two, two for 3 that right, taps any, for 2. Any three-color three deck that has creatures in it that runs green and white, this goes in, in my opinion. Uh, yeah, for the budget, hey, for the, right. if you can't go running around buying bloom tenders left, right, and center. so <laughs> I'm a huge well, fan of favor of. What is your last one? Uh, my last one is one of the cards that I'm very proud that you've that you've kept in and it's kept in this long because this is the kind of card, in my opinion, that this deck should be running. Um, we're talking Nezahal Primal Tide, baby. This card is sweet. Okay, five colorless blue blue for legendary creature Elder Dinosaur. Uh, cannot be countered. You have no maximum hand size, which actually is super relevant in this deck, which we can get yep. through. Whenever an opponent casts a non-creature spell, draw a card. And then discard three tarts, exile it, return to the battlefield, tap under its owner's control at the beginning of the next end step, which you probably will never use. Uh, but Correct. the fact that you can get this down for cheaper than its cost, can't be countered, so it's a beater, great blocker, helps you out with your relic carry stuff, because you draw a gazillion cards in this deck through all the different ways that you can do it. Um, sure. And also continues filling your hand. The times where I have seen this deck stutter a little bit is when you like run out real quick. And then That's you're like, uh, you're kind of sitting there and you're like, okay, you know, like Baleful Force or, okay, <laughs> some sort of other horrible Aldrogenous thing. And you're like, land, damn it. Whereas this thing, I think, kind of smooths it out. Moreover, I like it because it's a fun card that's not played very often. And in this, like, big CMC thing, it's just fun to see these kind of things, right? So, like, in my opinion, if you're building a Jota deck, this is, this is if it was me doing it, these are the kind of cards I'd put in here. that are a little, like, overcosted maybe, but serve a purpose. But here's the thing, it's a $4 card. Yeah. Uh, if you're if you're building a Jota deck and you're not trying to spend the money that I put into this deck, you don't put a Nazal Primal Tide in it. There are other overcosted cards that are cheaper than four bucks that do better. The issue I have with this card, because I'm actually, I'm, I'm cutting it in the capping, just saying yeah, it. Uh, the, the, it. It's because whatever opponent casts an on-creature spell draw a card, so it's like, Cool, they see this, they see I have the no maximum hand size, they see the value. Well, I'll go ahead and get rid of it now. What am I gonna do, draw a card, then discard three just to save it? Absolutely not. Not gonna have, because like you said, I don't have three cards to usually discard. Right, but they're also burning a removal on this thing, which then let you open up for another thing, draw into it. 
I just think it's I would retarded. rather get a different I'd rather get a different car draw engine in the deck than this. I mean, I, I'm not I'm not doing it for one of my ads, but a Ristic study would be better than this. Yeah, that's so boring though. Like, come on, this is how is this any better? It's a, it's a bad card. card that does something different that you don't see played. It's a bad card. It's a You're bad a bad card. card. All right, what do you got for your last? I am one? a bad card. All right. Well, my last one is another fun card, and it gives me a modality, which has actually mattered so many times when I played this deck. We're talking about ancient excavation. I so two color. I think you're right on this card. I think I, we've talked about this before, and I think you're right. I think this is. I think this is a sleeper for sure. Two colorless Demir, blue black. It's an instant, which is huge, yes. and it's only a dollar eighteen. Very cheap. Um, draw cards equal to the number of cards in your hand, and then discard a card for each card drawn this way. But here's why I'm white hot on this card in this deck. It's not great for every deck, but I do think this is a card that can find home in other Demir mm -hmm, or mm -hmm. decks that are running black and blue. Uh, basic land cycling. Yeah. Pay two colorless, discard it, and go get a basic land to your hand. It can color fix you when you need it most. Definitely. But then late game, and it's like, you know what? I got six lands in hand, or I got four lands in hand. Hand, pitch him, see, see what I get. Uh, I really, I, I really like this card. The only thing that would technically be better than this, but it would just make the budget skyrocket. And I don't want to put that kind of money into the deck. Would be like a Wheel of Fortune kind I don't of accomplishes. Want to put that kind of money in the deck, as he says, is a forty-one hundred dollar deck. Uh -huh. Yeah, it's, I'm not putting that kind of money in there. Uh, uh, the only thing I don't like about this deck is that the fact that it is basic land cycling. I think you only have like what two of each, two of each basic land. So, Correct. I, I mean, that's 10 true, out of 37. True, you also have your Cultivates and Kadama Reaches and stuff, so that's the only thing I yeah. don't like about it, but beyond that, like you said, if you get it early and you need the fixing, it's there. Um, if you get it late, you can bin it. This card's great, so I'm totally, but I'm, I think, I'm totally I, on board with it. But I, th I think where that argument kind of falls a little short when you only got the 10 and got the Kadama's Reaches and the Cultivates, sure. if you've already spent those to go get it, you're so far ahead land-wise, right. you would never use it for the, basic land sure. cycling. You would just, just use it for the... Effect, yeah. Hey guys, well that's gonna wrap up the rampant grain bill. Now we're gonna head over to the board state and hot profile. Big Tuck, why don't you start us off? What's your first one you want to talk about? All right, we're starting with another kind of sleeper hit, which is awesome um, and plays perfectly into this deck. Uh, he's got some tusks, and he's not afraid to use them. We're talking about archetype of endurance. So yes, we are. Get out of boy. <laughs> I, knew, I knew you couldn't. I knew yeah. you couldn't resist it. Uh, so well, usually you don't go for the cards. I I can't resist. I this one's. I knew you wanted to talk about it because I've seen it. Work. It's, a, it's not because I want to talk about it. I think it's just a card I never see played, I, and, and people should know about again, it. I don't have it. I completely agree with that, and especially before the price goes up again. So um, I'll read the the soft stuff, and then you can read what's in the box. So archetype of okay. endurance is a six colorless green green enchantment creature boar. That's a six five. And it says, creatures you control have hexproof. Creatures your opponents control lose hexproof and can't have or gain hexproof. Oh, God, it's so good. Despite its fearsome stature, it is as elusive as a shadow, circling round to stalk those who presume to haunt it. I believe that's hunted, but... <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it's it's very small text on a very big screen. Looks like you, sir, also could use some sex. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, anyway, this, this card very is sweet card. It's so great. Like, even paying eight for it is good enough, but the hey, fact that you can pay... Well, it's overcosted. For I, what it does, I, I, agree, I agree with that, but if you're playing, like, a mono green deck where you don't care about that, or if you're playing the deck that can ramp up, well worth the price. However, paying five for this is insane. 
right? Yeah. Like you, this deck most of the time does kind of get in the red zone, like at least the ways when it's fun to win or when it's fun to see it win, when it's getting in the red zone and beating face. So you want to make sure that you want to protect your creatures from exile, from board wipes and that sort of thing. Well, I guess it doesn't do board wipes, but targeted removal. And, and again, I think it kind of makes a, it kind of makes your opponents have to think more critically about how they're going to stop you, right? So, 100%. in that sense, it is like I do like I kind of like this idea. Like we, I think we maybe we just discovered on this very podcast of like these like opponent modality cards, right? Like so, yeah. this helps you a lot, right? But when you play this, it doesn't really do any do anything for you immediately. It right? doesn't win you the game. Like we talk right. about seven plus mana cards should win you the game. Yeah. This does not win you the game, but it forces your opponents to be like, damn. Like now, how do I do this? Yeah. So I do think that this, and I think that this deck also, once it kind of gets going, people start realizing that you can kind of become the arch enemy pretty quick. So this is another (laughs) thing where it's like, people are going to have to like work together to try to figure out, oh, how do we burn this? How do we get rid of this one thing just so we can have a chance in this deck? Um, just really cool, and it's kind of crazy. I think it's been climbing a little bit. It's a buck seventy-eight, which is pretty nuts for an uncommon from uh, Journey to Nyx. So uh, I like it. I think it's a really cool card. All these archetype cards are really interesting. But yeah, so just had to talk it out here. Cool, cool. Well, I don't have anything else to add to that. Tuck filled in the gaps. So uh, my next one is a very overcosted card, but that's what Joda does. Uh, we're talking about Dread Cannon. Two for two, baby. Is that yours too? Yes, sir. <laughs> I didn't think you would actually. All right. I, this one, this one, I the first one I chose is like, oh, well, uh, Mr. Combo's probably gonna get in on that one. Um, but this one I actually just chose because it's hysterical. Because it's yeah, so, so expensive now. Now, you're going to suck it because I'm going to read the outside box oh and you can read the tiny print. Fair enough. Uh, so Dread Cacodemon is seven colorless black, black, black. Creature demon, rare. Uh, and it's an 8-8 for $3. Yeah. Uh, it has no evergreen abilities, which is kind of funny. But when it enters the battlefield, if you cast it from your hand, destroy all creatures your opponents control, then tap all other creatures you control. Wahoo. Oh, no. Those who hear its roar <laughs> perish. The lucky ones only feel its fetid breath. Nice. Just like, just, so, just like you and Newt. You can only feel its oh breath. Oh, God. So, you know, this deck has multiple of these overcosted one-sided board mm-hmm. wipes. But if you think about it, they're not overcosted. Nine times out of ten, you know, these are the few cards that I will say I never hard cast for whatever it yeah, is. Right. These are only Jota Cheech. Sure. So five mana for this is humongous. Oh, so good. And a lot of times the way that I sequence it is I will swing with two or three big beaters and people will be like, you know what? I'm going to let it go through because I'm going to try to swing out and kill you yeah, next yeah, turn. Yeah. And then so my guy's tapped. Then you cast this and they're like, well, fish sticks and shenanigans. Yeah, I should have saved my nine lives. Have you ever hard casted this ever? No. no? Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's no, just th- cool, th- like- there's another similar one that I have hard casted like in the deck, but this specific one I and haven't. Then, yeah. 10 for, and it's so strange. Like I don't understand how this is $3 cause it's 10 mana for an eight, eight. That's a board wipe <laughs> one time with no evergreen abilities, no evasion. Yep. This just gets chumped by zombies all day. Right. And like, I guess the idea <laughs> being that there's not a zombie to chump or like, I guess the real idea is like, if you're, <laughs> if you're casting this, it's going to be late enough in the game where like you should have the board ready to go swing through but i mean it's only been printed a handful of times i'm not particularly sure there uh just kind of struck me as odd that it was three dollars when this seems to me like a 
bulk rare at best, but what are you going to do? <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to do? Well, Big Tuck, what is your last one? Let's see if we go three for three. I might, it might be, now that I'm thinking about it, and I didn't intend uh -oh. to do this at all. So this is this is... This card is one of the ones that I like the most because you because of how you chose to play them. It's a okay. it's a tribal card that I think is awesome. Okay, okay no, it's not, okay. So we're talking about one of the spirit cards. We're talking about Myojin of Knight's Reach. Card's great. Great card. It's so great. So five colorless, uh, three black. It's a legendary creature spirit from the much-loved Kamigawa block. Hashtag sarcasm. Much loved. Hashtag blasted. Hashtag this Hashtag it's five dollars. Hash hashtag that's insane. <laughs> hashtag this should be a, a spirit tribal deck. Um, when it comes into play, it comes into play with a divinity counter on it if you played it from your hand. Um, it's indestructible as long as it has a divinity counter on it. And you can remove a divinity counter from it. And each opponent discards his or her hand. So like it's just, so if you can get there where you can get like a turn four Joda and then get this turn five and then do that, it's so backbreaking. Like it's so hard yeah. to come back from that that early in the game. Um I this I tried to run this as a commander for a while. That don't work. Sounds like a bad it was idea. A <laughs> it was a terrible idea. It was in my mono black deck that I think had 15 commanders at this point. Um, now he's in the 99 because it still feels great to cast him. He's a great blocker. Uh, again, and this is like another, the fact that you can do the Divinity Counter at any time makes it just a total Rattlesnake card, right? Like, sure, keep him up as a 5-2 blocker with Indestructible. And then you're just like, yeah, it's like, hey. <laughs> the, rat the Rattlesnake of our playgroup is a bunch of, a bunch of, uh, a bunch of uh, what do they call those? So podcasts. you know, you know what's funny is there was a time with this deck that there was like three or four weeks in a row when I first built it, and these Miosian of cards mm -hmm. just wrecked, oh, yeah. were taking off their divinity counters and doing stuff. So I actually tried to put in. There's an artifact out there, I believe, that adds divinity counters to creatures, oh, no. and I thought about going this like divinity counter Miosian route. I love that idea. <laughs> But it's a bad. It's a, that's a bad deck. <laughs> uh, most, I will uh, say, no. like all joking aside, Spirits Tribal is decidedly not great. Um, <laughs> but like, I do, I do like the fact that you did. You have kept three of them out of five in. I think, right? Yeah. Um, so I, they just do a lot of stuff, man. Like. I don't know. Yep. I think they're I think they're really cool cards. I think they're fun. These are cards, and this like kind of gets back to my point of like these are cards that you really don't see that often out in the wild. So the fact that you can sure. have them here, and and the fact that you can actually cast them, right? <laughs> sure. <laughs> Somewhat consistently. Yeah. The, the, the kind of the way that I like to operate with this card is I'll play it. And then you just wait. Yes. Like you yes, said, it's absolutely. a rattlesnake. You, ju you just hold on. And then it's like, hey, if you're going to bounce everything, I'm going to make you discard your hand. Right. Or it's like you draw a bunch of cards, I'm going to make you discard right. your hand. Like this is one of the few that I will say is the biggest uh, terrorist card oh, for sure. out of the Miosians. Uh Because the other ones, and we may or may not get to them, uh, can do some cool stuff. Right. But it's not like opponents get rid of this your is, hand. This is the one that's the other the other Myojin. I'm not sure about the other two off the top of my head, but like the other two are very like U effects that are big, right? Which in that case you mm -hmm. can like it's kind of you can take it or leave it. Whereas this one you can really like sure. you can really drive the speed of the game and like put people on their heels, right? Like, do you really want board wipe? Do you really want a rift? Because I can just do this again next turn. <laughs> yeah, and we we already got we already went past the green bill, but I have like Myojin of Seeing right. Winds in the deck, which is remove divinity counter and draw a card for each. 
permanent you control, which is phenomenal. I mean, usually when I do that, I'm drawing like 19 or yeah, 20 absolutely. cards, but that doesn't impact my opponents mm -hmm. at all. That just maybe gets me a little closer exactly. to winning. So yeah, this Miosian is one that your opponents see and it's like, counter on site. Mm -hmm. If someone has a counter spell, for the love of Christ, yeah, get rid it of it. <laughs> totally, totally agree, so it's, it's a blast. Cool. So uh, my last one that I was kind of scared you're going to go down, but it's another modality card. We've decided this is what this podcast likes. This... We're talking about Sylvan Reclamation. Oh yeah, we've talked about this one before. This card I, is. This I is feel really like good. this is. I, I, we may have said this before. I think this is underplayed. It's only. I, a can color. I completely uh, agree. Three colorless Silencia, green white. It's an instant, and it says exile up to two artifacts and or enchantments. So you can go two or one and one or zero oh and two. Yep. But then it has basic land cycling to top it off. So if you kept that risky two lander and you don't get the third land on turn three, cycle it away and then you and get that land and you're right back on. But at no point later in the game are you not going to have an artifact or enchantment or one of each to need to exile. Right, um, Exile's amazing. And like and like you said, you can get two of either, you can get one of either, right? So it just does everything that you want, right? Um, if you can, so in my opinion, I think Return to Dust is like the mono white and those colors kind of premiere removal. But if you can run green sure. and white, I would run this over Return to Dust every single time. Like this is, I think in my opinion, and granted like people will be like, oh, you can't use it like the first few turns of the game. And you're like, sure, but I don't care about exiling a soul ring. Oh, I really, hey, I, sure. I really got this guy. I got a, uh, I got a Utopia Sprawl and a Soul Ring. This game is over, right? Oh no, like you want it, like you'll use this early to get that land that you want, or use this later to be like Dark Steel Forge, Adios, and like Omniscience Adios, or whatever. You know what I mean? Um, really underplayed. It's a dollar. Let's start picking them up, guys. Let's start, let's get these before they go up. Cool. Well, that's gonna wrap up the hot profile. Now we're gonna head over to how this deck kind of wins, sort of. Sort of. Uh, so sometimes I start doing rigmaroles and they're like, can you win yet? And I'm like, no, <laughs> uh, but let's figure out how we can get yeah. there. I'll start this off with a card that uh, Miguel from California introduced to us in his Ramos deck. One of the best five color tutors in existence. Mm -hmm. We're talking about Conflux. Yeah. Three colorless Wooburg, white, blue, black, red, green. It's a sorcery. And it's and it's a dollar twenty. Super cheap. Very cheap, yeah. And it states search your library for a white card, a blue card, a black card, a red card, a green card. Reveal those cards, put them into your hand, and shuffle your library. The thing that is sweet with this is at whatever point you are in the game that you cast this, I have quite a few what you would call gold cards, mm -hmm. ones that share color right. types. And yes, you can get a Fey Burrow Elder for white, and then maybe go gr or, uh, for green, for example, and then go get Austere Command for white. Right. Totally. Nothing says you can't do this. And a lot of times, once you resolve Conflux, if you have one Wooburg left, you have yeah, one. Yeah, you're good, you're good to go. No one can stop you. I, and, even not, and even not, like, I think this also kind of sets up, I, I like this for a lot of reasons. That's one of them. And... Sometimes, especially in our play group right now, 
We're playing a lot of decks that are kind of sitting on its laurels. Where I like how this is like, this really moves the deck forward, right? Where it's like, hey yeah. guys, like I'm gonna show you what I'm gonna do next turn, and what do you got, right? Like, let's yeah. move this game along. It's gonna be over now. Like, oh, Nathan, you're gonna drain me <laughs> with uh, Sir Conrad? Well, eat my shorts. I'm gonna dread Cacodemon. <laughs> exactly. My shorts. So no, I like, it's really cool. Um, again, I, the only, it's like, this is a this is again another great card just like interpret the signs that like really only has a home in this deck like you could argue where you could put yeah. it in other five color decks but it's well, like ramos well, very, ramos very, true, very true ramos yeah but like this is not something this is not one of those like five color cards where you're like i'm playing five colors it's going in immediately right like yeah najila you're yeah, not putting it in that deck absolutely but the fact that you can do this for five instead of eight in and of itself is huge um oh i just thought of something if you wanted to, you'd have to put the mana, the money into the mana base. Could this work in a five color slivers? Cause you could go get all the Lords. Yeah. And they're usually lower costed. Just saying. Ooh. Think about okay, it. Okay, maybe it has more homes we'll, than we'll we thought. Roll that around. But for the most for the <laughs> most part, it's it's mostly just staying in, <laughs> sure. in this deck in Ramos. <laughs> That's fair. Well, what is your first yeast card you want to talk so about? So I want to talk about, and uh, I think this is the only card of this type that you have in the deck, which is shocking for you, especially considering the colors that you have to play with. We are talking oh. the only Planeswalker in the deck, Noko Bolas God Pharaoh. And sure. I'm going to have to pull him up on Scryfall because there's no chance in hell I can read that. So give me one <laughs> second here. So Nicol Bolas, God Pharaoh, is a mythic. Uh, he costs four colorless in Grixis. That is uh, blue, black, red. Legendary Planeswalker Bolas and comes in with seven loyalty counters on it. So this is also one of the few that have four abilities, and they're pretty much all good. Yeah. So plus two is target opponent exiles cards from the top of his or her library until he or she exiles a non-land card. Until end of turn, you may cast a card without paying its mana cost. Let's spin the wheel, baby. Let's go. <laughs> and then you get like a rampant growth. And you're like, well, I'm out of basics. But anyways, let's either here or there. Um, so that one's like very targeted, right? Um, kind of like the more, the funnest one of these. Minus, or I'm sorry, plus one. Each opponent exiles two cards from his or her hand. Each opponent exiles. It's, it's insanity, right? Like no choice of getting them back. They're going to have to make a decision. Especially if you get this out early, it's bonkers. Minus four deals seven damage to target opponent or creature an opponent controls, which is which in my opinion is like kind of the most bland out of all these. But again, like if you need to snipe something, you can snipe something, right? Like seven damage will get sure. just about anything. If you're getting close to if you're getting close to the brink on Voltron damage and they don't have a way to give it haste, let's get rid of that. And then finally, minus twelve, which is not that far off when you cast it. E exile each non-land permanent your opponent's control. So I don't love that one. Um, I'm glad it's not each exile each permanent, but I mean, again, each permanent it's would be too ridiculous. Too so it, it's just an awesome card. Like this is another one that's like, a, I think it's a really good card, but it's kind of hard to slot into decks just because it is so prohibitively yeah. expensive. Um, even though I mean, it's basically Bolas Tribal, or can I cheat stuff? I, out? I, to I totally agree with that. So um, and it comes in at seven dollars right now, which I think is kind of fair-ish price for it. It's 11 bucks? Uh, well, the copy I have is $11. Oh, because you have the fa you have the fancy whatever one, but the normal one for- Yeah, San Diego Comic-Con, suck my For dick. us plebeians, for us BTLs, if you will, you can get it for $7, so. I so the, the, funny, the funny thing about this card is every time I've cast it in a game, it's really just more of a, I cast it, 
I'll plus it to something. Oh, that's doesn't it? really usually happen. Oh, it's not as it, it's I'll say this. It scares my opponents more than it benefits me. It's definitely one of those, oh, I see a kid down the street holding what I think is a machete, so I'm going to call the cops, but then they show up, it's a Halloween prop that's made out of plastic. Right, or like perhaps uh, a Snickers bar. So, yes. Or we live in Kansas, a barbecue Oh, rib. very good point. Uh, but I think, like again, like if you look at the cards we've talked about, like most of them have kind of had that effect, right? Where it's like, this is a card that's going to force, this is a card that's either going to distract your opponents, force them to take care of it, or, you know, kind of, kind of help set the tone for what your opponents are trying to do and stop them from doing it. So I think it's a great inclusion. Um, I know you love, sure. I, know, I know you love your planeswalkers. So I'm just happy to see it. Yeah, and I mean, you know, the reason it's in the yeast section is because it's two pluses, in my opinion, are backbreaking. Mm. Either exiling, because, okay, sure, I could cheat it out with Joda turn five, and you're going to have a grip, and sure, exiling two is probably not going to be the end of the world. It'll be kind of a jab in your side, right. but that's also magical Christmas land that I get it out turn Correct. five. Yeah. If you think about it, realistic, realistic in the probability, it's going to come out turn nine through 15, most right. likely, um, and by then you should have a smaller grip so the exiling two cards can be a lot more damaging because totally. it's like i got this and maybe one of them's a cyclonic rift to save mm -hmm. me well once this resolves i get to activate it before you could do your rift so kick rocks yeah. you can't really do anything to stop me um and then the plus two for the exile the top off the library that's also phenomenal because you kind of you get to pick your opponents right. and a lot of times i do these effects based on the decks you're playing not because i want it right. because we've talked about it i love exiling your stuff and keeping it in exile so you know what you might be playing your Doretti deck might not have dark seal forge out yet and it, you know what i'll just choose big tuck you may not be the best option, but I know if you just get that one right. draw, you could potentially win the game, and maybe this will stop you from winning the game. And it also, like, if you're if you're like mana hungry, the fact they can still bin it exiles lands too, like that in and of itself is also like this could be the plus two sure. could be like a two for potentially, right? It probably won't well. be about the time where you get it down, but this is a really cool card. I don't think we've seen it anywhere, and we probably won't see it no. ever again. So just want to bring it. Well, to I life. think technically it was in the uh, Nickel Bolas deck that you were going. For oh, perfect, but, you know. But then I'll keep, I'll keep, I'll keep on living the truth. I've never seen it, nor do I ever want to see it again. Uh, <laughs> so my my next yeast card is a card that actually can win the game, and typically this is the one that I say, okay, I do this and I win. Do you want me to play it out? We're talking about Sarkin's Unsealing. Ding 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 ding. ding. Yes, sir. Oh, yes. Sir. Uh, that's a matcha. That's a matcha. So, that's a matcha. Uh, so shout out to Forest Day Two Wong and your stupid. Maelstrom Wanderer deck that you threw together. Uh, this is the best card in that deck, and I hate you for it, so I hope you're happy. Uh, so it's three colorless red. It's a en red enchantment from M19, sitting at 70 cents. Very so cheap, cheap, very affordable. Whenever you cast a creature spell with power four, five, or six, Sarkins and Ceiling deals four damage to any target. Seems decent. Yeah. Whenever you cast a creature spell with power seven or greater, Sargons and Ceiling deals four damage to each opponent, creature, and planeswalker. So, so good. Your uh, opponents, yeah. your uh, uh, creatures and planeswalkers, they control. So we're going to do a little, little, little deal here. We're going to go in and big tuck without you doing any kind of math. I want you to take a guess. I got 20, technically 22 creatures in the deck. How many 
would meet that higher condition of power of seven or greater. You have 22. Uh, 12. You're spot on the what? money. <laughs> yes! <laughs> yes, sir! So you basically get, you got slightly over 50% of the right. deck that can use that bigger effect. And that's traditionally how I win the mm -hmm. game because it's later in, could tie into another East card I'm going to talk oh. about, but you start dumping these bigger things out there and it just starts doming everyone right. like an equal opportunity employer. Yeah, and like it's just even even, and I guarantee if you like spread it out to the four, five, or six, I guarantee that's probably like eighteen, right? No, that's I think that's all of them except Bloom for Tender, Fairbro, Bloom Tender. Well, if well, Fairbro older can enter, might be able to get there. Um, yeah, so it's like it's just a great card. Like again, modal, everything does something in it, and like four damage. If it was like two, it's like, all right, whatever. But four, like that wipes out elves, that wipes out zombies, that wipes out beasts, that wipes out rhinos, right? Like all pretty much any token deck will get hosed by this being cast once. Yep. And the fact that if you're playing against planeswalkers, four is a lot on most planeswalkers to, to get ticked down once or twice a turn. Just amazing. And it's an enchantment, so it's yes. way harder to get rid of than other Abs stuff. Absolutely. So no, this card's really great. I think I think this is the lowest I've seen its price. So if you've been eyeballing it, this is the time to grab it. Well, what is your last yeast card? Okay. So this card, for some reason that is beyond me and makes me not happy is $44. He's a big, big boy, and he is awesome. Well, they are awesome. We are talking Zakama Primal Calamity. $44. He's a big boy. We've talked a lot in the past about how I think we're mostly big fans of larger boys, if you will, and the argument could be made that he is the biggest. So... Zakama is a monster, so for six colorless and uh, Naya, that's green. That's like, uh, well, I hate that color combination, so that adds up. For red, green, and white, he is a 9-9 legendary creature elder dinosaur. 9-9-9-9-9! Um, vigilance, Reach, and Trample, and then he's got something else, which I'll get back to in a second. Uh, two Hold on! On May 14th, at the time of this cast, that was seven days ago. This card was $29. What? <laughs> what in the world is going on? We are living, we are living in the dark. We are living in the dark. Like, it's, it's, it's been on a steady climb since December. December, it was 15 bucks, and then it's yeah. gotten up to 29 it, like, around now. 20, 25. Yeah, and the last week... Yeah, on the 18th, it was $35, and then on the 19th, 45 bucks. COVID is killing magic card prices right now. Seriously, it's happening? a freaking nightmare. Dude, quit spending your stimulus <laughs> checks on cards. Reopen the warehouses. Uh, okay, so 9-9, Vigilance, Trample, Reach, which on its, on its own is good enough. Then he's got another thing we'll get into. But again, how much do we love our modal cards? Two colors and a red. We love them. Deals three damage to target creature. Two colors and a green. Destroy target artifact or enchantment. Two colors and a white, you gain three life. We'll skip that last one. However, when he enters the battlefield, <laughs> if you cast it, untap all lands you control. So it's just insane where it's like you pay nine. Well, really, you're, you t let me rephrase that. You tap 
That's game, let's say you tap 10, right? Let's say it's late game, right? Yeah. Or, you, or like you have your mana doublers out or whatever. So let's say you tap 10. You pay five, float five, untap, <laughs> and then you have another 10 to go with. So like- So that's three Jota activations. You got floating like, out that's there. That's like best case scenario. Worst case scenario, that's piles of activations to clear the board, blow up problematic things, or gain a bunch of life. Uh, again, we're not gonna talk about that one. Uh, but moreover, it's like, even if this is, and I think may, this is why this card I think is, is kept so expensive, is just because like, in and of itself on its cast, just by itself, you can interact with the board so much, right? Like. That yep. turn it comes out, you can get to the point where like a nine nine reach trampler might just win you the game, right? If you can clear the board, if you can, if you can, if someone's like dirtling a little bit, you need to get through the propaganda. You can zap that real quick. But again, the best case scenario in Magic Christmas Land is like, okay, I get this for free and get to do Jota two more times. <laughs> yeah, well, and I think the reason also, we, and you and you kind of alluded to it, but didn't hit it on the head that it's so ex not forty four dollars, but the reason it was twenty to twenty five. Yeah. Is because if you run this as your commander, no matter what your command tax is, as long as you're not using artifacts, you basically cast your commander for free exactly, totally. every single time. Uh, so it's phenomenal. But in this deck, a lot of times it's like, I always get this card later in the game and it's like, huh, I'm going to float 15, <laughs> cast a comma for five, untap, float another 15. Oh, that's five Jota activations. Yeah. Uh, go to hell. Yeah, I win. Yeah, we're good here. Yeah, we're good. So no, it's so awesome. I'm sure you're happy you picked one up when you did. Um, and again, it's like, it's it's a card you really don't, for how ubiquitous it is, like everyone has a comma story, everyone knows what this card is if they don't know exactly what it does. Yeah. It is cool that like this is a deck where it runs in the 99, where you will be able to see it, you will be able to play it, you will be able to see like it's true, it's ultimate power. So, and I love that it's that that uh, three colors because if I do a conflux, I can go pick other things right. in the white, green, or red, and still be able to get a Zakama to potentially, if I have one more Wooberg left, right. cast them. Yeah, I'm tapped out, but boom, I'm untapped and I'm doing it Absolutely. some more. Absolutely. So awesome inclusion. And you and you included ubiquitous, which is that uh, vernacular, I believe. Uh, some people, well, that's that toilet paper of the some day. Some people say that I have a bit of a rich lexicon. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, for, for my last East card, you know I had to talk about it because it completely makes this kind of deck just go ham. And I'm not just here to talk about interesting cards. I also want people to hear about how you win with this deck. Uh, uh, we're talking about Omniscient, so, so, so and I got a fancy it's, it's, copy it's that you can second, barely read. It's the third most win more card in the deck, so uh, have your fun. Have so, your fun. Uh, <clears throat> seven colorless. Oh, really? Boo? Uh, I believe you have a Crater Hoof Behemoth and Reese. Yeah. Go I'll to hell. That too. That's fine. Boo. Know your place, Squee! <laughs> I'll boo my own. Uh, we're talking seven... Seven colorless, blue, blue, blue. It's an enchantment, and it basically says you may cast spells from your hand without paying their mana cost. And that is big because you can't, I don't know why you would need Jota at that point, <laughs> but if you just needed one more blocker yeah. and you're tapped uh, out, you can't do it. I think do it. with that last four commander damage in Jota, thank you. Yeah. But, but a lot of times, Omniscience, when I get it, that's the card that honestly, when it hits the field, this playgroup knows, oh, Mr. Combo resolved omniscience. Do we lose? Right. Because it's not like I don't have any combos in the deck. 
Like, there are yeah. no infinite combos in the deck. There's not even two card combos I know in the deck that are like, showed, oh, that's good interaction. You showed a shockingly high amount of restraint for your $2,500 deck. I know. <laughs> uh, but it's one of those things, though, that this card hits, and it's like, are you going to ancient excavation right. and dig into whatever you need? Are you going to interpret the signs? Right. Uh, maybe if I didn't get this with Conflux, are you going to Conflux and win? Are you going to expropriate since we're done? There's just a lot of win more. Because the way this deck wins, it's digging and digging and digging. And honestly, it's either burn you out with Sarkins and right. Ceiling. Or if I get enough big creatures on the battlefield, I swing in for damage. Right. That's the only two ways you or can like, win in the or, deck. Like, or you um, get enough big creatures that have abilities like the Neogen, where you're like, you're, I can't, I like, I'm gonna strip your hands, I'm gonna blow up your boards, and then go in, right? Yeah. So, so fine. We'll we'll do it in three categories. I hate you for damage. I Sarkins and ceiling you for damage. You concede. Right. And most and the and and to your and to your point, like most of the times when you concede, it's just because you're like, I have six nine nines. And you have nothing. Sure. I'm going to wipe out your board, right? And you're like, all right, we don't need to see this. Yeah. Here. The only thing I will say about omniscience that I don't like about it as a card, I don't own a copy of it. Um, I just don't like the fact that like when you play this, it's like um, it's kind of like primal surge. Where like when you play it, it's just kind of like okay, we need to need to respond right now, or the game is over. Right? Although I have seen you play Omniscience before. I think in your enchantment deck. I was about to say I've done it. I've, and I, I have seen not it in your won. enchantment deck. You're like Omniscience. We're like, oh my god, what's going to happen now? And you're like. Pass. <laughs> okay. So um, I think omniscience is fine. I think now that it's like six dollars or mate or who knows, <laughs> could be. Uh, I believe six to forty-two <laughs> sounds about right. It, it could be, yeah, seventeen dollars. There you go. Or or, or six to eighty-six. Oh my gosh. Uh, just for the record, this one is seventeen. It's seventeen now, uh, and in April it was ten. What? What a farce. The um, world is upside down. Yeah, it really is. So, no, I like, it does make sense in the way that this deck flows. I hate this card. Yeah. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. Totally That's fine. fine. It's, fine. it's fine. Well, since we're so fine, we're going to wrap up the East package, and now we're going to head over to Spices. There are some spicy cards in here. Um... Some of them are actually cool. Some of them are just big mana things. It's like, I guess you put it in because it's big mana. But Big Tuck, where did you go? So I, I, I've I, never seen you cast this card. I'm the only person that I've ever that I've ever seen actually have this card resolve. And it was like, when we were talking about this, this was the first card I thought of that I'd put in. Um, but you beat me to it. So I think this card is hysterical. I think this card is shockingly good. Um, and is 56 cents. It's a sorcery. And we were talking about, <gasps> are we on point here again? One, two, three. Unexpected, Unexpected results. results. Yeah, that's, a, <laughs> that's like half So I have actually cast this. I've, I have cast this card so you many times. And let me tell you, it always goes back to hand. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you go ahead and read its, read, read its border, and I'll read the fine okay. print since you're blind. Unexpected <laughs> results is a rare from... One of the Ravnica's, I think. Two colors and Simic. It's a sorcery and it's costing you a fat 56 cents. <laughs> so it states, shuffle your library and then reveal the top card. If it's a non-land card, you may cast it without paying its mana cost. If it's a land card, you may put it onto the battlefield and then return unexpected <laughs> results to its owner's hand. You I can tell you for a fact, Big Talk. this ever? No, I'm not saying never. Just more often than not, I always hit lands. There was one time, Big Tuck, 
in one turn, I cast this three times in a row. Yes. Land, land, <laughs> land. Or, or, or it might have been like land, land, cultivate. <laughs> it was just like, awesome. F me. But like the, so again, this uh, is like, it's a fun it's, card. It's a, it's a like, fun and, card. So this this again like fulfills this deck so perfectly where it's like it actually even if you're hitting lands, it's really like unless you're desperate, it still pushes you forward, right? Like closer to sure. closer to two Joe to activation. Hey, thins the thins deck. the deck out absolutely. Deck. But like the upside of it, like granted, if you hit like Bloom Tender or Cultivate, you're like, oh, awesome. You know what are you gonna do? But the fact that like you could hit uh you could hit a Zakama off it, you could hit a Mojin or any of these things, right? A Rise of the Dark Realms. Absolutely, like all these huge backbreaking spells that you can that you can get in this deck, which the deck is like specifically catered for. Sure. It's just awesome. Like, it's it's a, it's a card that's really interesting because like I have it in my Chaos deck because it fits that perfectly as well, right? So a lot, sure. of, a lot of things. I think a lot of times when you look at this card, you kind of brush it off as just being like, oh, it's whatever. It's just for like noobs or it's a sucker's trap. But you're like. Not really. Sure. When you build a deck where you're like, if I do hit something, if I if you hit something that's a real card off this that you can cast, it's gonna affect the game in a big way, right? Like even a Sarkins yeah. on bat, or even like the uh, what we were talking about, the Sarkins and ceiling, right? Like any of these cards that are in here outside of like a handful, they're gonna do something, and it's gonna be big and splashy. So the fact that like worst case scenario, you ramp it or you um, Sylvan Scrying onto the battlefield for four. Uh, and you run so many non-basics in here. It's like, that's actually, like, not bad. Um, but, like, the, just the upside of it's awesome. So, I, like, I, this, as soon as I figured out this card existed, it's been one of my pet cards, and it's just tough because you, it's not a card you can just run in every day. Yeah, no. Uh, I mean, you're on point, and it's funny. When you were talking and leading up to it, and you were like, I've never seen you cast this, and blah, 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 and I was like, okay, is he talking about worst fears? Is he talking well, about like Miosian of Life's <laughs> Web? I almost, but then you were like, put in, it's a sorcery, and it's like, oh god, I know what he's I, talking I about. I almost put in uh, worst fears because you gave me so much shit for playing that a deck five years ago, or in my, in my partner's it's not deck, a good card. You, get, you gave me so much gruff for running it, it's and here it is, staring you in the face. Yeah, it's getting cut. Oh, it? uh, it's in here because it's a big splashy spell. But anyways, yeah, unexpected results. Very good card. Um, it's definitely one of those I would say doesn't go in every deck that can run blue and green. I'm surprised I don't run it in my Atraxa Super Friends deck. That is That, that yeah. actually seems like that would be a decent fit. I would agree with that, especially because if you hit a Planeswalker, they immediately come in and you can proliferate them if you have your Atraxa out. Yep. Or even the board wipes that I have in that deck don't affect me because it's not permanent right, base, right, they're right. creature exile or bounce yeah, base. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so I might actually have to pick up an extra copy before it apparently spikes <laughs> to 39 bucks. Well, guys, that's going to wrap up the spice package. Now we're going to go over to the bottle capping. And as a reminder, these are going to be Big Tucks and myself's recommendations and cuts to the deck that are under $5, under $50, and a personal recommendation. I actually did, I actually did bring out the, the Big Daddy Warbucks on the personal, so I'm pretty happy about that. Oh, nice. Uh, let's get to those shears. I'm going to actually cut... Tempt with Discovery. So Tempt yeah. with Discovery is three colorless green sorcery and it has a tempting offer. Search your library for a land card, put it onto the battlefield. Each opponent may search his or her library for a land card and put it onto the battlefield. And for each opponent has searched the library this way, I may search my library again that way to go grab lands and put them onto the battlefield. And then each player who searched their library shuffles it. $2.76. The reason I'm gonna cut it is because 
at least for our play group, and those are the people I primarily play with, when they see this card, they give me the middle finger and say, I'm like, not going to go like, get anything because like you're like going to go scene, get dual lands. Like that scene from the Matrix where he's like, how about this? How about I give you the finger and you give me my phone call? <laughs> <laughs> um, and that's basically what happens when I cast Temple of Discovery. I've seen people in our playgroup cast it or I've cast it in other decks. And it's like, oh, I mean, what's the worst he's going to go get? A couple forests, a mountain, maybe a dual land. But in this deck, everyone knows I have every dual land under the GD sun. So, so they're, so, uh, they're not going to give it to me. They don't want to see $400 or $600 to slap on the battlefield. So basically I'm paying four mana for one yeah. card. That's not yeah, a good really rate. Bad. So here's what we're going to go get. It's a card. It's new. Uh, I actually kind of talked about it earlier. We're going to go replace it with a Golos Tireless Pilgrim. Oh, okay. So, five colorless legendary artifact creature scout. When Golos ETBs, you may search your library for a land card and put it on the battlefield tap, then search your library or shuffle your library. So, it basically accomplishes the same thing for yeah. one extra mana. But now I got a three five body on the battlefield. Yeah. But here's why I like it a little bit better. Two colorless Wooburg, white, blue, black, red, green. Exile the top three cards of my library, and I may play them this turn without play, paying their mana costs. We talked about how the unexpected results, I'm probably going to get bangers out right. of it. Well, I feel like Golos for seven mana is better than me doing 15 mana with Jota. Just a thought. No, I, I agree with that. And on top of that, if you're exiling lands, like a lot of times... A lot of times the, the the issue you run in with Golos is you exile cards that you need, right? Like, oh, there goes my Wincon, right? But in this one, it's like, okay, sure. you exile two lands and get one of these other horrible monstrosity cards that you have in the deck, right? <laughs> um, so, no, I agree with that. And like you said, like, if you can get a three, if you can get three for seven, that's absurd. But even then, like, you're either going to be on curve slightly above yep. it or way below it when you get, if you hit a card off of this, right? So, and, sure. and again, like, you're only running 37 lands. You don't care about your lands. It's not like you need one of them to win, right? And it's not like you, like, you, you know, you play a land, do this, and then you're like, oh, my guy's cradle. You're like, <laughs> you know, it doesn't matter. So, I'm on board, especially... Well, and it does say, well, and it does play, say play sure. them this turn without paying their mana cost, so I can play a one of the lands, because right. it's not a cast. Right, but, so, it's not like I, if I get three, it's like, oh, poop i lost three lands i only lose Agreed. two so like yeah i think it's a i think it's a real i think it's a good inclusion and it's a fun yeah it's a fun legendary card well yeah and it kind of and i don't have top deck manipulation in the deck so it kind of gives you that unexpected results like hey guys i'm gonna pay seven Spin it. see what happens <laughs> <laughs> well what is your under five cut and what are you going so to add? i was trying to stick it to you with a couple of these because i figured we could just go through them real quick uh how is that fun? Uh, so we are actually going to cut. I know you probably already have this card, but and for those who are on the Discord, you'll know exactly what's going to be happening here. So we're going to cut Violent Ultimatum. So we're going to it's two black, three green, two green for destroy three target permanents. Well, oh, it's so good. Yeah, it, it really it really had its fun in the time. Um, we're going to cut this. We're it really had its time in the sun. You know. Um, Seems like it does a lot, but I think that we have one better. So for the exact same converted mana cost, except uh, it's two red, three white, two black, Ruinous Ultimatum. 
Sorcery, destroy all non-land permanents your opponent's control. So as soon as this card came out, everyone <laughs> pretty much uh, Ruinous Ultimatum was like, all right, well, I guess I'll just go play in the kiddie pool. Uh, have you ever seen the movie uh, Three Brothers or Four Brothers of Mark Wahlberg? Yes. Okay, so this, yeah. so this card came out. Um, it pretty much went to uh, it pretty much went to Vile Ultimatum. It's like, go eat with the kids. You're, you're hungry now? Go eat, the ki- go eat the kids' table. You know what I'm talking about? So, um, this new ultimatum cycle, I think, for the most part, is pretty awesome. Uh, this is the one, there's this one, and uh, spoiler alert, I have one more to add in that like really pushes this deck through, right? Um, Violent Ultimatum is fine, but the fact that you're just trading three for everything is just a huge, huge shift. So the only thing I'll, I'll say to that is that this is non-land, the other one's just permanent. Okay, so in the one chance you're getting like and- no, no, no. I wasn't even thinking that. We've been playing some of our cohorts uh, in our play group that have had the lands where they can bring creatures back from the graveyard. Oh, uh, and uh, like Sir Conrad, he has like one of those where it's like pay some X mana, discard a card, bring it back. Right. But we just died to that the other night uh, to, to Nathan. And I, th- I think the destroy all non-land permanents also with our play group because we have so much like of this. BS like taxing or uh, what do they call that? Um, what what Orzov is just known for? Death of course, taxes. I'm blanking on it because I've had death and taxes. I've had a beer, so I'm feeling a little fuzzy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but when you destroy all non-land permanents, when like a Sir Conrad deck is out or another right. Orzov deck, I could just die because of all the oh, well, seven creatures died, so you're gonna lose seven life, and I'm gonna gain seven. So I, that is a very niche case, and I get right. that. And I think Ruinous has a home in this deck. You could almost turn this into an ultimatum Which I think you deck. Should. <laughs> um, but I don't know if I would cut that for that. I would probably try to find a different quote unquote board wipe. Sure. Like maybe get rid of like an in Garuk's wake for I it. There's a better option than that, which we'll be getting to. But I hear I hear what you're saying, but I'm thinking in if we take away the play group that we have or whatever decks we've been seeing, sure. in my opinion, this is just a straight upgrade to that one. So what do you got for what do you got for your under fifty? So my under fifty, I'm gonna cut worst fears. Um, I, I just I, I don't like the card. Uh, seven colorless. Because <laughs> you don't like having fun. Yeah, it's so much fun. Seven colorless black. It's a sorcery. It's a mythic. No. Um, and it says you control target player during that player's next turn. Exile worst fears. It's so, so fun. The re- nah. Well, here's the thing. I don't care that it like costs so much. I don't like the fact that it exiles. Because it's just like, I sure, it's a one-trick pony, and it does it to one opponent. That doesn't do anything at all. Uh, so, no, nah, it's, when, go, it's when going. I, when, I play, when I played this card, it actually won me the game. So, I, yeah, I stand well, by it. But I know you well, hate this I'm card, cut it. and to your point, this card is borderline impossible to play in our current setup on Correct. the internet. So, <laughs> it's, a, it's a timely cut. Uh, so I'm going to add in a card that Command Zone previewed for Theris Beyond Death. Uh, everyone freaked out about it because you know what green needs? Not double mana. We need oh, triple yeah. mana. We're going to add in Nyx Bloom Ancient. Sure. Four colorless, green, 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 enchantment creature, elemental, mythic. $14. Oh my gosh. Yikesies. Uh, but it has a trample. It's a 5-5. Five, five. But it says if you tap a permanent for mana, it produces three times as much of that mana instead. And the reason I like it is because it right. does say permanent. So my Nick or my um, Fairbarrow Older and my Bloom Tender now tap for triple. 
on top of all of my lands, which that will, you know, if I can land a Nyxbloom Ancient, I should win that turn or the next turn. Because right. I get so many Jota activations that I can at least do some stuff. Plus, if I, you know, if you like how you've said, sometimes I have like a card and pass. He's still a 5-5 five five with Trample. Absolutely. Nothing to snuff at. And then next, and then that also sets you up for your next turn, where you can just be like, "Oh, I'm just gonna go ham, right?" Like, yeah. if you don't kill this or me this next turn, it's over because I'm gonna activate Jota 14 times. <laughs> yeah, and, and if you think about it, usually when you land this, you probably have your Wooberg anyways. So once again, we're putting our opponents in a modality situation. Totally. Do I get rid of the Mana Tripler and he'll just do Jota next turn, or do I get rid of Jota, make him Bird Mana? with Nyx Bloom, but then he may still get to Jota. Like, I, I gotta figure sure. out which way I wanna go. Uh, so I think it's I think it's a good replacement for worst fears. Sure. All right, well, what's your under 50? All right, so we are gonna cut out of this deck immediately. Born Clicks, Voice of Hunger. You're a bad person. Yeah, not happening. And, and I hate this card, and you're a bad person <laughs> for playing it. Also, uh, you are wrong. This is a hop card if one has ever been printed. So six colorless green green for a 7-6 trample. Whenever you tap a land for mana, add one mana to your mana pool of any color of any type that land produced. It's so, 100% a green card in this so deck. Think that's, yeah, oh, oh, wait. Oh, you're right. So it is a green card because it's just flavor text. Oh, wait, it's not a, it's not a towel size. Whenever an opponent taps a land for mana, this land doesn't untap during his controller's next untap step. It's a complete win more card. It's super annoying to play against. I hate it. So if it was- I think you run it in a deck. I don't own a copy of this card intentionally. Mm. It's I don't. You want me to look at my mm. inventory right now? Well, what, what are, yeah, I want you to go open up your 42 decks and show I, me. I can, they're all updated so I can look right now. So Vorn clicks. Anyway, I don't have one because they're super expensive and they're also the worst cards ever been printed. So I'm going to cut it. We've kind of had this conversation um, with the card I cut a gazillion years ago in your Savine deck. So I'm going to cut it for another ultimatum because I am pushing this deck into ultimatum tribal all day. So emergent ultimatum. So emergent ultimatum is, is two black, three green, two blue. Search well, this definitely couldn't have been in the Savine deck. <laughs> no, no, no. But the idea is just wait. Oh, okay. So... Uh, search your library for up to three monocolored cards with different names and exile them. An opponent chooses one of those cards. Shuffle that card into your library. You may cast the other cards without paying their mana cost. Exile this card. <clears throat> so similar in similar in Savine with the three wishes or whatever, where you went and got the three cards, there's really sure. never going to be... Like, if you cast this right, and especially in this deck, there's never going to be a good option. You know what I mean? You like You're like, okay, here's your options. Uh, we can go get Mojin of Nightreach, Expropriate, and Jenga Taxis. Take your pick. Or Omniscience. Or exa <laughs> exactly, exactly, right? So, like, I think and it's kind of it's kind of a cop out because it just came out and all that stuff. But like in reality, like this is the deck to beat. Like, granted, you do have some multicolored cards that are beaters, and you also have a few artifacts and colorless cards that also are quite good. But for the most part, when you're casting this, this is again like another card. It's it's opponent modal, right? And I guarantee yeah. there's going to be many a hush whisper amongst your opponents of which one's going to be the best one to get. But again, if you get if you get two of these three cards, you go select. The game is either going to be over or extraordinarily close to over that turn when you cast it. So um, I think in this home, I think in this deck, it works great. Super fun card. And the fact that you can cast it for five and maybe have something else to do afterwards. Sure. It's just, it's just bonkers. So I just thought of the, the worst three cards I could possibly pick. Blatant Thievery, Expropriate, Swarm Intelligence. Oh. 
What are you gonna pick? <laughs> that is bad. That is real bad. I, I, I will be honest. I'm not a I, uh, blatant thievery for me. I've never really. I've had that card in a handful of decks. I've never really liked it. Again, in this deck, I think it works. Um, but even then, like, there's no win. There's no win on that. You can't. Yeah, on, on that, no, on that three no I just win. picked, there's no way. Yeah, no, there's not no a single card. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. So but it's well, just my, a great. Like I love. I love. I'm pushing ultimate. I'm pushing ultimatum. Uh, and I'm fine. I'm fine with that one. I got one sitting in the basement. I wouldn't. I'm not going to cut Vornplex for no, it. Not, but you're not I, I, fun, it's. So. Uh, well, I like having double mana because I need to be able to use Jota as many times as I can. I don't really care what you're doing. Oh, that's sure. the point. That's the point of what I'm supposed to do. Win. Uh -huh. uh, all right. Personal recommendation. I'm going to cut Nizal Primal Tide. We already talked about it. Sure. I'm going to cut the card. Uh, card. I just, I think. Whatever. No, no. <laughs> Quit being butthurt. It's just, it doesn't do what the deck <laughs> no, wants saying, to do. I'm just saying, I think, it, I thought it was a very fun inclusion and I'd like to keep it in, but I can understand why you're cutting it. Yeah. So I'm going to cut it though for a card that I actually think will help me be able to actually say, hey, I win the game. Because too many times I play this deck and I don't, I'm just like, well, I don't know. Sure. And then you guys just scoop because you hate me. So I'm going to cut it for Maelstrom Wander. It seems perfect. This was, this, was on, this, was on the, this was on mine as well, like my ideas. Uh, five colorless teamer, blue, red, green, legendary creature, elemental, mythic. Uh, cheapest copies, 10 bucks. Not terrible, but not cheap. Right. Um, it's a 7-5, and I, I'm going to read it's what I think is relevant last. So it does have Cascade Cascades. When you right. cast a spell, exile cards from the top of your library to exile a non-land card that costs less. May cast without paying its mana cost. Put the exiled cards that I didn't cast on the bottom in a random order, and then do it again. And so we talked about how high my CMC is. I'm going to be able to hit most of the cards in my deck with the Cascade. Of course, it could just get me real butt hurt, and I could hit a Cultivate and a right. Bloom Tender. Right, for but sure. But the right. reason I want it in the deck is because that effect could be relevant, but the creatures you control have haste. Too yes. many times I plop down all this fat stuff, mm -hmm. and I'm like pass yeah and you guys are just like what the hell man can't you just win yeah, just and it's like something. i yeah. can't right, i right, can't right. I, I i get it i played 50 power and i can do nothing <laughs> so at least now with this card i have multiple ways to dig through my deck i have one way to at least tutor and go get it and so go get other things it can actually help me win the game no i i agree and like i think that's a good point the cascade on this one even if you hit like you will get most of your cards, and you could get a huge banger, which is totally worth it, in my opinion, right? Sure. Um, if, and the off chance you happen to go and hit, like, all your Eldrazi, and you're just like, okay, whatever. The creature's having haste, it being a 7-5, it being a big splashy card, totally on board with it in this deck. Like, I think I think it's a great fit in it. I think it's a really interesting card. It also triggers Sarkin uh, on its own, which is big, right? Yep. So, fits everything in this deck. I am all, I am all about it. Cool. So, so you're not so upset. I got rid of Nazal for Nails from Wanderer. I think you could clicks for this, and you'd be good. Nah, so. that's all right. Well, what's your personal recommendation? <laughs> so, um, we talked about how you do have a lot of these effects, and if you take my recommendation of switching these around and cutting whichever one you want, I think that we will have something that will do what you want. So, I'm actually going to cut Plague Wind. So, um, Plague Wind sure. is seven black black. Uh, destroy all creatures you don't control. They can't be regenerated. Um, Which is irrelevant in our group. I completely agree. And like Garuk's Wake, as mentioned earlier, does this better. Ruinous Ultimatum does this better, right? I think that it's. I think that this sure. card's fine, and it's a big splashy card that you want to play and all that. Uh, I just think that there's cards in here that are already better. So I'm I'm gonna put a card that's gonna put another dent in your old pocketbook. 
Um, and okay. it's a part of magic history and it shares something very close to what Zakama does, which I think you'll like. So I'm going to say that you put in time spiral. So four colorless blue, blue. It's a rare part of the reserve list, a slice of magic history for $66. So when you cast it, exile time spiral, each player shuffles their hand and graveyard into the library, then draw seven cards. You untap up to six lands. Oh, that's kind of so, interesting. So, so, so as we talked about before, you don't outside of um, Rise of the Dark Realms, you really don't have any sort of graveyard recursion, right? So that could yeah. be, that could be a benefit of like, and it's kind of an ancillary one, right? Of just getting sure. things in your yard. Moreover, and honestly, I would rather swap Spiral for Rise of the Dark Realms because I have decks that I'd like to put Rise into sure. that I'm not willing to spend the money to get Rise. So yeah, instead of buying another Rise, I'll just spend triple yeah, the price and get a time Spiral. So, but like, and again, we talked like if this deck, if you do run out of draw you're, this deck's dead in the water right so yeah. you're getting a fresh grip um but then again you can do your kind of gimmicky with the untap of lands where you tap sure. them down for double untap them it pays for itself and then with the new cards you draw you're ready to go off to the races again um if you have like your mirage wake your zendikar resurgence of the world you're sure you're, you're already pay overpaying for it you draw a new seven cards and now you can do um you can do joda at least once Sometimes more than that, right? So I feel like it kind of fits a lot of slots in this deck. Um, and it's a big flashy card you don't see very often. And it's a piece of magic history. So to me, it just felt like this is like a really good card in this deck, right? If you can pay it yeah, for Yeah, no. And if you can pay it for five, that's great. But I mean, even if you're hard casting this for six, seems like it does a lot. Yeah, I really like it. I'm just curious why you didn't pick Echo of Eons. Because uh, yeah, Echo of Eons doesn't give you the untap. Okay, so you, you you think the extra fifty dollars is worth the untapping six lands? <laughs> that's between hey, that's between you and, and uh, Mr. J.P. Morgan Chase, if you will, or wherever you do your banking. But no, I I think I think again, like you have your mana doublers, you have things that can do stuff with that mana that's not like the Zakamas of the world and whatnot. Um, so for me, being able to get those untaps and then go back to the races makes this card makes this card worth it, right? Yeah. No. Um... Uh, that's very intriguing, and I'm all about getting pieces of magic history as they continue to rise in price. Um, <laughs> Especially now. You know, it, it, it'd be interesting. Now is fine. That's no problem. It, it, it'd be interesting to see, though, because I don't. I'm trying to think back. I don't think there's been a time that I've had this deck and things have been in the yard and it's like later in the game and it's like man i really wish i had that so i'm almost wondering like okay do i put this in purely just to get a new grip mm -hmm. or do i go with something that's half the mana cost like a wheel of fortune if i just sure. want to get a new grip I, th I think i'll have to play joda a few times and try to figure out do things actually go to the graveyard that i care about but to i get that I, shuffle I still, back I, in i still think the best i still the think the best six. part is the untap like i think that's what really yeah. sets us apart from those other ones granted it's a little more expensive. Um, it's a little cheaper in money than Wheel of Fortune. Um, but just well, I, Wheel of Fortune, in my mind was just it's half the mana cost. So it's like, okay, yeah. sure, this untaps six, but I save three. So it's like, right. How do you judge so, that? But and the fact that it's six means that you'll at least have one Jota activation left over. Yeah. Right. So that's what I thought. I think it, I, and it's a big flashy. People are gonna be like, whoa, you have a time spiral. I haven't seen one of those in a gazillion years. 
which is one of the benefits of this deck that you have these kind of cool expensive cards that you get that you can kind of be like oh yeah i got one no big deal uh go <laughs> yeah no that's fair well apparently since i got to spend 70 dollars on a card thanks for making it until the end and as promised here's some details from our giveaway from our sponsor level one game shop we're going to be giving away a mystery commander 20 deck along with cmd tower playmat and sleeves to enter it's extremely simple just help promote the content we produce you get an entry for every interaction you do with us on social media and Patreon. Uh, we're going to announce the winner on MTG Action 4 News June 2nd and social media soon after. And yes, you're already thinking it. We're going to be doing giveaways like this each month. Could be a sweet little deck like this. Could be a sweet card. Uh, just wait till you guys see what we're coming out with in June. You guys are going to be super hyped. It really depends on what our sponsor Level 1 Game Shop can provide. But you know what? We'd love that positive feedback whether you're listening to us on YouTube or your podcast platform. If you enjoyed it, feel free to leave that positive feedback in a five-star review to make other people find us as well and if you'd like to know more ways you can reach out to us and enter into the contest here's how you can do that you can reach me at mr combo number five on twitter all spelled out except for the five uh big tuck mr money banks where can they reach you i'm so i'm so i'm so poop pooping on uh twitter every once in a while so you can find yeah, me every on, once in a while at big tuck tweeting on twitter Awesome. And you can reach our main account at CMD Tower on Twitter as well. You can go to our website, cmdtower.com. You can basically just type us in anywhere on the internet. Commander Sphere, uh -huh. of Seeing Wins, uh -huh. Dig Through Time, yep. Tower.com. Ooh, first that try. happened. For, first try, first try. Um, and if you want to engage your awesome production team for your own future projects, how would you do that? Squee. Uh, you can find me on Facebook or Instagram at Rich Chaos Records. You can find me at Dear Squee on the Twitter. You can find me at Dear Squee at cmdtower.com if you prefer to message me via email versus just message me. Other than that, you know, here I am. Digitally. This is Digital <laughs> Squee. Check it out. Cool. He does music, he does podcasts, and he does have a full studio. If you want to be, I guess we're kind of slightly opening up, so if you want to show up in a trash bag, uh, he is in the Kansas City metro <laughs> I mean, area. Yeah, I, I have full I have body condo. I hosted my first recording session in months, and nice, it nice. It was nice. Well, if you want to support the show as well as look up our sponsor, the orders you're already doing, head over to level1gameshop.com. When you place an order in the order notes, just type in CMD Tower so they know that you came from the collective. Outside of their own storefront, they also do have a TCG store with over 99% accuracy rating and incredibly competitive prices. They also do carry that sweet CMD Tower playmat and sleeves we always rant and rave about, as well as everything else you need from a Magic the Gathering and other board game perspective. Another way that you can support us and help me get a time spiral is to head over to our Patreon, patreon.com slash cmdtower. We have several different reward tiers from as simple as that Discord access to even getting that sweet, sweet guest spot on the sweet, sweet cast with your own sweet, sweet brew. Mm. As well as every tier does give you those additional entries into the monthly giveaways. And of course, thanks again to Pink Royal for the music you provide in the beginning and See end. See you in the next one. So, Big Tuck, Joda's Infinity Gauntlet. Did he live up to his Thanos level expectations? Yeah, I think so. Um, like I said, I don't. This is one of my least favorite decks of yours, but I will say it was fun to talk through it. Um, there are, if you can peer through the normal good stuffs, so I think the I think there are some like really fun cards. Interpret the signs is awesome. Um, a couple more in there, like seeing the Nicol Bolas, like it's you you go through this jungle of horrible creatures and then you find like oh this is this beautiful flower that you've chosen not to excavate for its cocaine properties 
Um, so yeah, so like I, I know I know this is one of your favorite decks, and like I think you've done a cool job with it. So it's always fun to it's always fun. Like I think like the best example is like when I was leaving when we were like when you were playing against other people at in Magic Fest KC and coming over and being like, well, this happened and like hearing about that, like it's a lot more fun to hear that than play against it. So no, I like I know it's a deck you like, um, and it, it was fun to look through. And again, it's. It's another deck that can make up more things about how expensive it is. So always, yeah, no, always that's that fair. Front. Yeah, I can I can imagine that this is probably on the opponent front a deck that you would probably say, "I, I tell me about the time that you played that," opposed right. to "Let me tell you about the time that I played against that." Sure. Um, so I, I can definitely see that. But you know, the thing that's interesting about the deck is, you know, I mean, we didn't talk about it earlier. It's rated at like a seventy-six competitive level, and I will say it's a decent deck, but. It doesn't have that CEDH. Oh, my win con is this, this, this. Correct. It's yeah. like, uh, I guess I do stuff and hopefully smash face or make you quit. And I think, uh, so I think hopefully, to your, and to that point, like each time I've seen this, I think I've seen different cards come out at different times and yeah. different things, right? Like we didn't talk about it, but you have the green mule here, which like once just like won the deck because it's a big beater and we couldn't do anything about it, right? So sure. um, that so it is like it's very modal in that sense as well. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, it's definitely one that I don't think I've ever won the same way twice. Yeah, which you you could say that's exciting, but for me that get kind of for me in my mind that gets a little frustrating because when when we're an hour and a half two hours in, it's like holy hell, what do I need to yeah. do to win? Right, right. And it's like I don't know. <laughs> like we didn't talk about it. I got Blightseal Colossus. I guess that's a win con. Right. Like planted, I win sort of. Uh, if you don't have creatures to block with but hopefully some of these ultimatums and uh time spirals will help me get there i'll be smoothing well out. without further ado i am inevitable mm -hmm.